As Providence dons its spring vestments, Mayor Alorza is touting what he calls a city on the rise. As is the case with most politicians, Alorza's sunny view of Providence is there to remind residents that things have improved on his watch. What Alorza didn't mention is the nimbus of red ink that hangs over the city, the $1 billion in unfunded public employee pension liability. The city has less than 30% of the money needed to meet pension obligations. Then there are retiree health care obligations that threaten to swallow millions more. The billion-dollar pension bill doesn't come due tomorrow morning, yet it's already crowding out other investments. More than two of every $10 generated by property taxes goes to the pension fund. The tally this year is estimated at nearly $90 million. Various solutions to pension liability have been batted around in recent years. Getting money from selling or leasing the Providence water system, which supplies more than 60% of the state with drinking water, is Alorza's latest idea. The problem is this became a non-starter at the state house when lawmakers from outside the city didn't want their constituents paying higher rates to help solve the Providence pension mess. Not to mention that there's no firm legal opinion on who the city or the water customers own the Citrate Reservoir and the water system. So the General Assembly put off the day of reckoning. But this attitude can't prevail forever without pushing the capital city into bankruptcy. A Providence bankruptcy would be a disaster for such a small city-state. Political decisions would be ceded to a judge or receiver. Money for schools, police, and parks would be pinched. The national media coverage would make Providence into a new Detroit. Would businesses want to come to a bankrupt city? What would happen to property values? The city has other assets, but none worth so much as the waterworks. Providence owns a Donald Ross-designed golf course, Triggs Memorial, and a lovely urban park, Roger Williams, yet no serious politician has proposed turning them into condo developments. It's true that Providence politicians caused this fiasco. Particularly responsible was Buddy Cianci, the late rascal king mayor who was the master of using taxpayer money to buy support of city workers with bloated pension benefits. Many lawmakers think it's wrong for their constituents to bail Providence out of bad political decisions. Maybe they ought to consider that one of Providence's big challenges is that more than 40% of the city is tax-exempt property that's home to colleges, hospitals, and religious institutions. Still, the Smith Hill crowd needs to help. Providence generates millions in state sales and income taxes that pay the freight for smaller communities. As State Treasurer Seth Magaziner reported last week, Providence isn't the only city or town facing burdensome pension obligations. Lawmakers should help Providence and other communities by immediately setting up a study commission on municipal pensions. This was done by then-State Treasurer Gina Raimondo during the 2011 state pension overhaul. It's also way past time for serious scrutiny of regional consolidation of services, particularly such costly items as police and fire departments. A state not large enough to be a county anywhere west of the Hudson River needs to finally figure out how to forge combinations to save money. Why do Central Falls and Pawtucket need separate fire and police departments? Should Aquidneck Island have a regional school and public safety district? Rhode Island's a historical accident. Only a state because a 17th century preacher, Roger Williams, 
couldn't get along with the theocrats who ran colonial Massachusetts. Isn't it time the state sheds its horse and buggy lineage and comes up with a government for the Internet age?